What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast slash webcast, because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host, as always. My name is Jimmy. Um, we have an amazing episode, as usual. Uh, before I get started, though, I want to say what's up to my partner, Corey. Corey, what's going on? What's going on, Jim? How you feeling? Oh, man, I can't complain to anybody listening. I'm fair and partly cloudy, though. Um, with that being said, listen, uh, we have another entrepreneur coming to you. This young lady is doing amazing things right here in Philadelphia. We definitely want to highlight her. It's Tracy McBeth of the Juice Box. Listen, so uh, we spoke at her facility a couple weeks ago. Um, did a did a presentation about you know financial literacy and everything. And she owns this amazing business right in the neighborhood where she's giving people a healthy alternative. We hear a lot about you know the uh, the food deserts or whatever. So we told her we had to bring her on to tell her story. So without further ado. Tracy, how are you? I'm well. Thank you, Jimmy and Corey, for having me. Um, it is a great thing to even be asked to do any type of outlets to let people know about me and my business and how I got started. Um, but yeah, we own Juicebox. Uh, we are located in West Philly, in the heart of West Philly, um, 16 North 58th Street. And yes, we did. It didn't start out. Mm, how we got where we are didn't start out to be how we got there. It was almost like a f you to the system by going in the direction that we went to um but yes we are here we are representing our people and like you said we're just giving a healthier option in walking distance to our own neighborhood so absolutely so a little bit about yourself though um where, where are you from are you from philadelphia and if, if so what part are you yes from philly born and bred all day west philly born and bred southwest i represent as well um but yeah i'm from philly philly girl all day through and through 215 267 484 Got you. <laughs> got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Okay, cool. So when you say that it started as like an F you to the system, what, how did it originally start? What was the original? Um, what did you really try to um, build out there? Okay, so let me just take you all the way to the beginning. Um, six years ago, I did a 30 day juice fast on like a whim. A, a person that I follow, she asked a bunch of us if we wanted to join her in doing the 30 day fast. And I did. And that was it. I, like, I just did it for myself. Nothing really thought, you know, there was no long-term goal. I just did a 30-day fast, and it was life-changing. Um, I started to feel differently. I was already in the gym working out, and so by doing, by adding the juices into my daily life um, exclusively and getting rid of a lot of food, it just kind of brought up a lot of things that fasting can do. I mean, for a lot of people, I think fasting is a religious or spiritual type of thing, but I had never done a fast before. I'm, I mean, I, I believe in God, but I'm, I'm not a religious person i would say mm -hmm. maybe more spiritual so it was very new to me like taking all of these things that i was familiar with as far as the food and then um, focusing on just how that can help me in my um daily life and then just how i was starting to feel um and then i was sharing it on social media a little bit and people would say oh you know that's what's up or can you make me something and i was like no thank you i don't do that i'm just sharing my journey um and so it kind of kept coming up people were asking me to help them asking me to make it make it for them and then i started to really like doing it um and it's kind of funny because when i went to college many moons ago i was going to college for pharmacy and then later on in life, I became a bartender. And so now my juice bar is like a combination of both. And it just, you know, doing, doing drinks and things like that. So it's just kind of funny how the things you do in your life will prepare you for what you're doing if you choose that over, you know, the normal stuff that we're accustomed to. So that's pretty yeah. much how it started. The that's whole interesting. Like, thing. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, we had a guest that said the same thing, who multiple things and somehow 
those things combine to what they do today. So that's interesting how that works out. Yeah, yeah. That's how that works out. So you go from just like, you know, um, serving people who asked you to put these juices together mm-hmm. to having a, uh, you know, brick and mortar space. Like, yes, that's a huge jump. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it's a, uh, it's, a, it's a parachute out of an airplane type of um, situation. And it's funny because a few days ago, I was talking to one of my customers and I was saying how throughout all of my working years, every manager, every owner, every anybody who met me would be like, oh, you'll be a great manager. Oh, I think you should, you know, sign up for the management or sign up for the whatever type of head leadership position. And I'm like, no, no, I like being right where I'm at and no thank you. I don't want to. And here, however many years later, I didn't jump out into the thing that I was running from. And now, you know, even though it's, I'm really a solopreneur, my husband will come and help because he has his own business. But, you know, I don't have any employees yet, but they're coming. Like by the end of next year, I'll have a whole team. I know that to be true. And um, so I'm taking on like so many things that I ran from. But again, like we just said, everything that I've ever done in my life is preparing me for where I'm at right now. So as I push through my fear, um, I know that I'm prepared. And I know that if I just take the steps and just kind of pace myself, then I'll mm-hmm. be able to excel. So I think that's probably the hardest part of being an entrepreneur is pacing yourself because you get an idea and you want to go, go, so, go, 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 let's I, do it, do it, do it, do it. I got a question. So what's taking you from a solopreneur to uh, wanting to build it out into something bigger where you have employees and things of that nature? Well, the the need, um, I, I need them because <laughs> it's, the, the people that are coming into the store, I'm getting a bigger influx. Um, I am adding an online, well, I've already, I've always been online, but I'm adding an online attribute to the business that's going to be bigger than what we can, I can do on my own. Um, and two, one of the things I had, I have a business coach and one of the questions that um, he said to me when I first sat down with him was, you know, or do you want to be a business owner or, or have your business be, be your job? And I said, I want to be an owner. And he said, okay. And so we started talking. And so some of the things we were just talking about in the business and some things we were going to have to look at as far as longevity. And, you know, one of the things that we do right now is we sell produce at the store. And he said, well, is that a big moneymaker for you? And I said, no, not really. You know, people don't see us as a produce store. They still go to Fresh Grocer. They'll go to the produce junction and different things like that. I said, but it's like a compliment to the neighborhood. And he said, I understand what you're saying, but the biggest compliment you can be for the neighborhood is hiring because I was like holding on to the produce aspect of the business even though it wasn't making me any money and so it freed me from holding on to that because I know that get, getting rid of that is really not going to be a bad thing for the business but being able to hire people in the neighborhood is going to move the neighborhood even faster than, than buying an lemon or an apple I got, a, I got a question for you Um, so I'm pretty sure with putting it in the community, you probably heard a lot of naysayers. That's not going to Oh, work. my God. My, um, uh, my own husband. <laughs> <laughs> my own you, husband. My you, mother. Everybody was like, um, Listen, because no. you, you've heard all the stories about, like, the food deserts. And I, I remember I, I went to one of the poppy stores, and I asked him, I says, why don't you sell any vegetables, fruit, I mean, any juices? Or I was like, Poppy, you don't even sell diet sodas. Like, you don't even give it up. And he said, and his answer was, because I can't sell them here. 
and I can't sell fruit here. I can't sell a diet soda here. I can't. I, I was like, you know, not the diet soda is any better, but I, at the at the end of the day, it's no, a different. No, no, I understand. A, Just at least the he, said, yeah. he said, "Listen, I'm not even given the option. I'm not selling any fruit juice anymore." He said, "Because I can't make that money here." So I'm yeah. pretty sure you heard, like you said, family and everything told you that. What gave you? The um the courage to actually just go through with it with with all the data in front of you saying you can't. Well, in the beginning, right, we were looking to just um rent a space, right? That was I'm gonna keep it all the way honest. We were looking to just rent a space, and the people who owned the buildings didn't want to rent to me. Period. A lot of them oh. were Asian, um, so they always use the they don't understand they don't speak whatever. Okay, then we moved into so we were like, okay, and when I say we I'm speaking of me and my mother and my husband because my mother is the money. <laughs> she has, you know, better everything it's and she's a, it's like, a family business. Wanna... Yeah, yes, a family exactly. Business. So it's definitely a family business. And so um, we were like, okay, what are we going to do now? And so let me First, when my mom came to me and said she wanted to help invest in my business, I'm like, what business? I'm just, you know, I just make juices at home. There is like no real, this is a side thing, right? Okay, great. So then I thought to myself, well, maybe I should just get a food cart. That's easier. I don't have to quit my job. I can still like do it from April to October, do some big, big events and, you know, we'll be fine. That was my thought, right? And then mommy's like, oh, no, no, let's rent a, rent a space. What? A space? What do you mean rent? I don't know how to do any of that. Rent a space, blah, 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 whatever. Okay. Try to rent it. Nobody wanted to rent to us. We went to the sheriff's cell. <laughs> we got laughed at, right? I mean, not really, because we didn't even have enough for the big companies that were there buying up all of the property. So we were like, okay, what are we going to do now? And so um, we got a realtor, and we were looking around with a realtor and we were we were on like um busier streets we were more closer to university city and they were really expensive down there more more so than what we wanted to spend you know knowing it was our, our first business or whatever and then um even on like 60th street and uh 63rd street everything wasn't the vibe that i wanted right i mean don't get me wrong it's a busy area but i was it was something like nah that's not quite it and so um i was stressed i had called my best friend and was like having a whole meltdown and i'm crying and like i said me my husband was just, everybody's like getting on me and i'm but for me i said at the end of the day it's all on me so even though everybody's giving their two cents if the contracting don't come through if the health department can't it's all on me because it's still me running the business so i'm like you know what let me just step back and then kind of get my life together. So I did all that, calm down. And um, my realtor called on a day that I took off because my daughter wasn't feeling well. We go into the space that you guys came and had your talk. And I walked in, I looked around and I said, I want to put in an offer. And normally I would say, let me bring my husband back. Let me bring my mom back. Let me get everybody's opinion. And da -da 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 -da. So he was like, you want to put an offer? Are you sure? I'm like, yeah, no, this is it. And I don't know, I can't tell you guys why. I mean, clearly I know now it was just the, the building speaking to me and all yeah. of that. But as I'm there, it's literally right around the corner from where I grew up. It's right around the corner from where I live now. And I said to myself, if I'm getting healthy, it got to be 10 more people in this area that's trying to get healthy too. And if I can just find those 10, I'm winning. Yes, yeah. Okay. And that's how I got to where I am now on 16 North 58th Street. And it's more than 10 people in that neighborhood that want to get healthy. And then we're bringing other people into the neighborhood who 
want to get healthy and support a black owned business, you know, in their neighborhood. So that's yeah. how I got there. So it's, it's amazing work that you're doing. Um, so out of all the challenges you faced thus far in, in getting to where you are and having your own space and building out, you know, a healthy alternative within our community, what was the biggest challenge you say you faced thus far? Uh, the entrepreneur journey. It's lonely. And I don't think people know that, you know, and I'm not talking about my husband is a champion for me. Like he makes me feel like I can do anything, but he can't help me rethink what I believed about myself. Right. And so when you're on that journey, your best friend can come help you make your drinks or put your boutique items up or paint the nails or you whatever. Everybody can come and help you and all of those things, but they can't help you get over what we thought success was. And for many years, because I didn't have a college degree, I felt like a loser. Right. But now I don't identify myself as being successful because I need a degree. I'm successful because I get to help one person and I've helped hundreds of people. So now I'm succeeding on levels that I never even thought, but I had to reprogram and I'm still reprogramming myself from what I believed about myself. And I didn't prepare myself. I didn't even know that was a thing being an entrepreneur. So that's been the toughest part about being an entrepreneur. And then I guess the other part of that is, knowing it's going to be fine. You know, like I make way less money than I was from the job that I left, but I'm happier than what I ever was when I was at that job. And I wasn't prepared for that either. So I thought it was going to take me five or six years to never want to go back to a nine to five. And it took me nine months to realize I ain't going back. So I think that that's been the hardest part, not the money, not the convincing people to come and drink juice or none of that. Because the people who want you, they're going to come find you. They're going to, and that's, everybody's not my customer yet, but I, I am here for everybody. But really, it's just been the, I guess, the internal struggles that I deal with. And I think that's been the hardest part. Oh, man, thank you for sharing that. Because you're going to help somebody by saying that. Because yeah, um, you could take a lot from what you just said. And I, I just appreciate you sharing that. Um, mm-hmm. Also now, so... I, we recognize when we were there that you have a space that you actually let the community use for, for positive things. How that mm-hmm. come about in terms of you using your space to try to help, not just with the juice, but with information. Yeah. Well, Paris, she was the really the, the catalyst for all of that. Um, but also I knew that the space was there and I really didn't know. I didn't want to discount it. I didn't want it to become storage because it can easily be like, oh, put it upstairs. Oh, you know, oh, take it upstairs. Well, you know, or even move into, because at first people were like, well, maybe you should make it like a cafe upstairs. No, I don't. It's just me here most days. And you I, listen, I don't want to put on myself more than what I can handle. Let me just focus on the downstairs. And then as the business grows and, and, and employees really is when all of that stuff can be added on. But um recognizing where I was, understanding that there are, um, it really is a community. It's a community. I mean, I'm smack dab in the middle of the neighborhood. And Mm -hmm. if the neighbors want to have something here instead of at their house, why not allow that to happen? If a small business wants to host something outside of their own home because they want to look more professional, and then not only that, it's just, it's advertising for me because now who, who you guys bring, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, snap, we're, oh, who are, right, I'm going to come back or let me grab a while I'm here. So it's really like a business to business. And then it's like advertising without really advertising and things like that. And then it's giving people something that they can use because we do offer it for free, depending on the type of an event, or we 
only charge a very small amount. So either mm-hmm. way, I think it's just affordable. And so that's how I was able to um, use the space because we even have fitness classes up there um, and just different things. So we're open yeah. to whatever. So yeah, that's how yeah, I think. Goes. I think that's amazing that you do that because um, we need spaces in our communities to, uh, you know, fellowship and share information. So um, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty dope. So Thank what you. would you say is the future for the juice box? What, what, what do you see as the future? Oh, man. Um, well, we're definitely going to grow. Like I said, we are looking to 2020. I'm really going to go hard on expanding just the online version of Juicebox, which, like I said, it's always been there. But I'm, because the store came, I had to put a lot of energy into the store. Um, but I don't want to just have the, the in-store only. I want the in-store as well as the online version. So that's happening. Um, I do plan on getting a distribution area so that we can distribute our juices, not just to juice box, but to any other businesses like different restaurants. If they don't want to add the juicing themselves, we can do that for them. So we'll be like a fulfillment center. Um, And then just outreach. Like I really want to get into the service aspect. I mean, we clearly are providing a service, but then the service aspect for the business and giving back to the community. So that's like, I guess the next three to five years is the plan for juice boxes just to really, I mean, when people think about juicing, when people think about getting healthy, when people think about anything, I want juice box 215 to be on everybody's wavelength and, and we can do that on the internet we can do that in this city and so that's the plan for um the expansion i guess okay that's that's dope that's dope so what has been the what has been the most fulfilling part of this journey thus far so you you know you 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 had the doubts but you've overcome them Mm -hmm. and now you see you having a positive what has been the most fulfilling thing um i think it's there's two things. One, seeing that I can do it, right? Like, I mean, I'm just keeping it selfish, right? <laughs> it's like, like, <laughs> like, oh, shit, I did that. Like, oh, snap. You met me because of, or, you know, that kind of stuff, right? That's absolutely been the thing. And then we have small children. I have a one-year-old, a three-year-old, and an eight-year-old. And our eight-year-old did a lemonade stand over the summer. And that all because he saw us doing what we do. And he's like, I want to get in on this. How do I? Now, mommy did most of the work. But nonetheless, you know, he wanted to do it. We had our meetings and different things. And so as I'm teaching him, I'm learning. And then I know he's going to bring in the three-year-old and the one-year-old as they get older. So just showing them, just in showing up, I think has probably been the, um, the best part of it, I think. That's I dope. think that's it. Yeah. Because because the kids are watching like everything. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you're yeah. building little entrepreneurs, like yes. not even you know, without even trying, and, just by just by doing it. Right. And then just letting them know that they have an option. I think for me, and it's funny because my dad was a barber growing up, so he was an entrepreneur, right? But we never really saw him as that because it was just like, oh, he just cuts hair or whatever. But he was a business owner himself, but he didn't have like he didn't own the shop, right? But you still are your yeah. own business owner, you know, your entrepreneur and things like that. But I only knew college was it. Hence the reason why college was success. So I didn't do it. Now I'm like walking around dragging my knuckles like, oh my God, I'm a loser because I didn't finish college. But I need them to know that no matter what you choose, if that's what you want for yourself, you win it. So No, it's funny because um in the in the book, the uh, miseducation of the Negro, he often talks about how we, we thumb our nose at like certain professions, right? Certain blue collar professions. 
um, you know, whether that be the plumber, the roofer, um, you know, the barber, certain, certain like uh, professions that we have. But at the end of the day, you can make a lot of money doing those things. Yeah. We need to embrace them and yes. understand how to make those businesses, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And appreciate those, those things. Because listen, if you're a plumber, you can make a lot of money. Right, because only, especially only now, because we're losing plumbers and electricians and welders yeah, because that's yeah. not what's highlighted. So they're they're out there making six figures off top. Absolutely. Even my husband, even my husband, he's a car guy, right? He loves cars and he's very annoying with the whole car thing. But like me, for him, it was either well, not like me because I was never in the streets, but he was more in the streets than I was. So it was either go to college or be in the streets. And he admired the the mechanic, but at least the work of the mechanic, but at the time the mechanic was the wee guy, was the was, yeah. the, was not the wee guy, was the, the fiend. So he ain't making no money or he constantly dirty and you don't really respect that as mm-hmm. 15, 16, 17 year old not realizing that, yo, these mechanics is out here getting bread. Yes. But again, it's not talked about, it's not highlighted. It's and just told, go to college, get this degree that he didn't even, he didn't even, he never even worked in the degree that he had until he owned his own business. Yeah, and that's crazy because I know I know. So now I'm paying money back. I know people with three and four master's degrees that Sorry. don't make any money, and I know Come barbers on. that I know barbers they that make money hand over fist. Like, yeah, because uh, they don't have no debt, and they don't have student loan debt. So you yeah, really yeah, with yeah, it, yeah. right? So what I'm just saying it's like, and it's nothing wrong. Like everybody has to go on their own journey, right? So we need people to go to school. Right. We also need people to, um, you know, take care of some of these trades and some of these blue collar jobs because in our community they're vital. They're right. vital. Yeah, mm-hmm. we don't we don't we don't have we don't have that uh, continuity like we when we when we hire these people we we gotta a lot of times hire outside of the community because mm-hmm. we can't find those people in our community, right. um and, and there's not enough of them to go around you know what I mean we, we got right. owners we got a lot of um people who are in the real estate but it ain't enough. It ain't enough good carpenters and, man, and, man. and, listen, and, and man. general contractors to go around. Right. And listen, or, I'm going to tell you all you, y'all out there. Have, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, no. Or you have what, what we experienced pretty much when we were growing up, but we didn't realize it at the time. Mr. Jackson is about retiring. He about to retire. Yep. Right. And yeah. so now Jackson Jr., has gone to college, moved out to Delaware or the Burbs or to Jersey, right? Because that was all part of the plan of succeeding. He has this, <coughs> excuse me, good job now, whatever. Coming back and running Pop's shop ain't on his list. Nope. Because it don't fit where he's at. And he feels like I can't make any money and I realize that you can just bring it into the millennium and be killing him. But mm-hmm. whatever. So now Pop Pop want to retire they got the Asians or the Dominicans saying, "Hey, listen, we'll buy you out so you can have a couple, of, you know, a couple of six figures in your pocket to retire on." And now here's another way that the neighborhood is moving in a different direction, and we're not involved because we believed in succeeding means move, don't come back, don't stay. And and that's part of the, and that's 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 part of the problem. A lot of our resources, and I'm talking about um human resources. Yeah, human yes. resources in terms of like you know knowledge, expertise. First thing they want to do is go away, you know what yeah. I mean? And, and nothing ever changes. And, and, and that's why we talk about, we talk about it in terms of just buy the hood, but it's not just buying property. It's, um, you know, buying into each other and mm-hmm. building a community. So it's about community building. Yeah. Um, so that's why what you do is so vital. And um, I just want to tell you while we have you on here, like, you know, thank you for what you're doing. 
I hope to see a juice box in all, all one in Germantown, one in Mount Airy. Yeah, right. South <laughs> Philly, North Philly. You That's know what I'm saying? Plan. What's the That's plan? The plan. We need, we yeah. need juice boxes That's the plan. everywhere. We need them yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it's a young lady. Um, her name is Jerry. She's in D.C. and she has a, a juice bar called Turning Natural. And she's on her fifth juice bar in wow. the D.C. area. And I was watching, reading one of her comments, somebody's like, some of her people's comments about her, the, the fifth store that's opening up. And the customer was like, oh my God, as soon as I saw, she had, they had like a coming soon. She's like, I was so happy and so excited. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to have that feeling. So people know that when juice boxes come into your neighborhood, shit's changing. And we ain't changing it for what we think is coming. We changing it for who's there. You know what I mean? So have you ever thought yeah. about like franchising or, or getting partners or anything? Um, about it uh but it's like i said before the patience in me i need to really get my foundation down i have yeah. to you know get the first yeah. shop popping like i need to get the yeah, you gotta build the system exactly mm -hmm. and so yep. if franchising does become a thing then i can do it seamlessly i don't gotcha. want to have i don't want to do it there's this one company called uh it's not a black owned company but it's the ice cream company it's in one of the programs that i participated in and they i think opened up their seventh store like a year ago or I don't know, whatever. How about they shutting them all down? And I don't know why exactly, but I believe part of it is you move a little too fast. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes you you bring in people or the, the location might be too close or you might, and I don't want to go through any of that. I want to understand my business so well that when, when two, three, four, five, and six come, it comes so quickly, but I'm so ready for it. Not, yeah, you know, yeah. the other way around. So I just want to be prepared and have it come as it needs to. All right. I have one more question for you. Something that you mentioned yeah. while we were on here. And that is that mm -hmm. you have a business coach. So, which means to me that you, you know, you're willing to kind of invest in yourself. Um, and, and also, mm -hmm. and also take guidance. Sometimes it's difficult to, for people who are entrepreneurs and have their own thing to take guidance. How has yeah. having a business coach helped you in this journey? Well, let me just give a little bit of backstory. Um, I participated in the Power Up program. Have any either of you heard of that? Power yep. Up. Yeah, I've yeah. heard of it. Yeah, I have. That's the um the small business um. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, so I participated in, right, with CCP. Yeah, so they, um, either CCP, I know CCP runs it or does something with it, but then the, the uh, Enterprise Center, they yep. may finagle yeah. people to with the CDC, whatever. So everybody's different foundations. You may find it different ways. So um, it is a free program. Okay, it is a free program, um, but you do have to commit 12 weeks of your time and then you get different things or whatever and one of the things that we got is a business coach and um for me the business coach has been profound because no i didn't pay for him but once my time is up with that i'm going to find the business coach it may even i might keep the coach that i have and just pay for the services or whatever um but it helped me to understand coming from the employee to the employer and that was help, very helpful for me because I have been a worker my entire life. So understanding um, the pressure of being the owner now, you know, he helped me understand that. He helped me see where I wanted my business to go, where I needed to do work 
on an individual level, on my business level. Um, because yeah, like you said, when you're moving into becoming an entrepreneur, you maybe don't want to believe or understand what people are telling you. Um, but if you're not making the numbers or if you're not, uh, or you might not even know what your numbers should be. So, Hey, if you know, you want to make $150,000 at the end of the year, well, how the hell are you going to do that? How much you got to make a month? How much you got to make a day? How much you got to, they're going to help you do that if you're not doing it already. How many exactly. products do you have to sell? So now it's like, okay, so are you going to sell a million $20 products or are you going to sell 200, $400 products? You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like different yeah. things like that, that you have to understand as the owner, you know, creating your employee handbook. You got to have one. Do you know where to go? Do you know what it should say? You know, different things like that. Um, when you do hire that person, what are you hiring them for? Are you just hiring them so you can show, oh, I'm, I'm paying somebody? Or are you hiring them because you want to free up 30% of your time so that you can go do events? You can go have a conversation. You can go. So, you know, having a coach can help you if you get the right one. I mean, you can people can coach you in different things or whatever. But if you get the right one, it can just help you shift from, like I said, for me, it was the employee to the employer. So that's yeah. what has been the best part for me. Okay, listen, that is hot. You've given a lot of lot of gems in this. Um, you know, and and one of the biggest things I'm taking from this in this conversation we're having is that that mental shift from employer from employee to employer is a big it was a big thing for you and continues to be a big thing for you. Yeah. So, um, I I think that's probably like the 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 biggest takeaway from this show is that there is a mental shift that has to happen Mm -hmm. when you Mm -hmm. when you make that. So. I just want to say, listen, first of all, I just want to say thank you for your time. Again, I appreciate you. everything you're doing in the community, the way you let, uh, let people use your space. You're, you're giving people a healthy alternative in neighborhoods where they really don't have any. Um, so you're doing great work, and I want to, any way we can help you, we, we're here for you and want to say thank you. Before we get out of here, Corey, you got any more questions? No. Salute! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Tracy, I'll make sure that we put your address, um, all your social media links within the description of this show, so everybody can Me take too. a look. And everybody, please, especially using the Philadelphia area, make sure you go check her out live and in person. Yes. Um, she has an amazing space. She does amazing work. Um, and for those who are not in the area, please follow her. So when you actually get to the area. Or maybe yep. eventually she'll make it to your city. You never know. That's right. Um, or we will ship. So that's right. Listen, for the people out there who are watching this, uh, we appreciate all the support that we get in our podcast. Continue to share this because we want to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work in the community, entrepreneurs building businesses, people doing our community work. Um, Tracy does both. So um, make sure you share this information. Uh, continue to follow what we're doing. And we want to say thank you to those that have, you know, continuously helped us throughout this journey of highlighting these people anybody you want us to uh that you want to see out there please let us know um you know shoot us a message on on instagram or what have you and we'll make sure to try to get them on but um you know i just want to get out of here tracy again thank you so much for your time thank you fellas have a good one yeah absolutely and for the people out there as we always say it's not about how much money you make it's about how much you keep game elevates and we'll talk to y'all peace the by the hood podcast is brought to you by the book Own Your Time and Space, written by Corey Camp and Jimmy the Blueprint Williams. All throughout history, you will see time and space as having significant importance, but never discussed as it will be in this book. You can learn the true importance of time and space and how having a better understanding of these concepts can lead to a better life. It deals with ownership of not only your time, but the space around you. You can get your copy at ownyourtimeandspace.com or 
You can go right to Amazon and look up Own Your Time and Space.